Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Aussie Rugby Show in podcast form. If you're new to the setup, you can stay on top of and be a part of what's happening with the show simply by following Rugby Pass and the Aussie Rugby Show on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. And bit of a language warning in this week's episode. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aussie Rugby Show. I'm Louise Ransom. Great to have you with us. Joined, as usual, by Sean Maloney, Stephen Hoyles, Drew Mitchell. Guys, great to see you as always. Great we're to be back. Northern suburbs. Yeah, we're mixing up. So we've gone from subbies last week, back in the shoot shield this time around. And it's the Shawman. Yeah. Mighty Shawman, the 2016 Premiers in Shoot Shield, uh, coached by Simon Cron, led round by Will Miller. Yep. The Sinclair brothers in there. Great club, and we're very happy to be a part of it tonight. Previously, it was 45 years before they won a competition. Who won it before them? Uh, uncle Reg Smith was captain. Your uncle. Yeah. Your uncle. Wallaby number 5370. Yeah. They certainly are. Uh, Guys, how was the weekend? Drew Mitchell, you had quite a fun long lunch, I hear. Was uh, it a long lunch or just a most of my lunch long, long, trip, long trip, trip to go? Lunch. It's, it's a long trip to a long lunch. Just uh, just shot up, uh, just shot up to Byron for lunch and uh, came yeah. back for the evening. Yeah. Anyway, what, what about you guys? Uh, yeah, go. I went down the snow again. Look at us, jet setters. Yeah. Oh, literally though, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we got to we, <laughs> Melbourne. Essentially, what we did was we funded his entire week yeah. away yeah. Yeah. Show with the work that we did three weeks back down in that part of the world. So knees. Drew has donated a knee yeah, to make sure you get a week away in the you snow. You and your family just keep getting like little day trips and ski passes. It was two day trip. Yeah. yeah, it was well worth it. Oh, well, take advantage. You of give, it. you take, Drew. That's how it works. Well, you take. Yeah, you're, <laughs> a, you're a mad taker. Yeah. Listen, uh, speaking of giving, uh, what got me over the weekend was Ratu Vio Badavasanga scoring one of the all-time right. individual tries in yeah. Queensland Hospital Cup. Jeeps? The Jeeps. Yeah. Galloper. Mad try. And I, part of me thinks that you wanted to say that just to prove how well you are at pronouncing Fiji yeah. names. Because it's not an easy yeah. name to pronounce, but you're a very good caller on the World Series, Sean. Appreciate you're, you. And that's why you're very good at it, because you can... Can you say surname again, please? Eratu V.O. Badabasanga. What a try. Well, you got me, actually, Sean Maloney. Whoa! We were That's after dark. Carry on, Lou. Thank you. We were up in Newcastle for the Shoot Shield. Great to get up there. It was great to see the Coleman brothers go head-to-head in the coach's box. But Sean Maloney, it was the coldest day of the year in New South Wales. 
You were wearing no shoes. Because it was snowing where I was. Yeah, you were in the snow. Yeah, that makes sense. I got that. We've probably been cold in Barbara. No, 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 no. But I'm in like five, seven layers of Lou. things, and you are there. Lou was no ready to tackle on. base camp, <laughs> and I was doing as Donnie told me to. Don't do what Donnie don't say Don, to not do. Donnie's our voice, voice coach. coach. Yeah. Donnie say, don't wear the thongs, don't wear shoes, go barefoot, and that's why, Lou. Why is he telling? Just explain. Sean commentates all of his games in. No shoes at all. He starts with thongs, gets them off because he likes to feel you got to feel one ground. And it's not just shoot shield. You take this earth. standard to all levels World of Cup, rugby. World, World Cup, Cup final, final. Are called barefoot. Yeah, but you're, um, you're not even feeling the earth. You're like standing on some cement pile. No, I feel he it, just baby. wanted to say called the World Cup final. <laughs> no, I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel it. Yeah. Uh, Matt Burke after that came up and goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "I don't wear the shoes, Burke." You drop He's names. You drop World Cup titles. Unbelievable. All right. All right. All right. What got me? Uh, you might need to explain this for yeah, me. Right. What got me was just a quick snippet of Kurtley Beale in a tutu over in Paris, yeah. I assume. A bit unusual, but knowing Kurtley isn't that unusual, but can you explain? <laughs> uh, it's just a little bit of, I guess, you know, hazing, initiation when you, uh, <laughs> when, when you turn up to a new club over there in France. And I understand Luke Jones is also subjected to a, a, the same type of thing, but it was more than just him being in a tutu. Kurtley donned a blonde wig, a little pink tutu, and uh, they made him go to a public ice skating rink. <laughs> and Curly's not too, uh, you know, he's not too comfortable on, on, the, on the skates, but he managed to do a couple of laps. We've got some footage of that. So um, he's just settling in well over there in, uh, in Paris. And um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll see some more interesting things. The one thing that I found when I was over in France is you say yes to a lot of things, like stupid things that you would never do here because you think you're so far away, but then you've, no one's gonna see. you kind of forget the, the World Wide Web kind of goes worldwide. Are you referring yeah. to that time you dressed up no. as a baby with gits? And no, no, really that wasn't the time, so don't put that in the overlay, but it was another time where I did something else. And Anyway, there's plenty yeah. of different things. What got you time. this weekend? Uh, what got me was actually the, the man you just mentioned, Gits going back and playing in the John Dent yeah. Cup. Uh, where it all started for him, he got picked out of club rugby yeah. uh, to go on his first Wallaby tour, and he, he went back to the Gungala Eagles. Eagles yeah. um, and Coached by Marco Caputo. Obviously yeah. not as good as enunciating things as, uh, as Shawnee, but the, the, the place, like, it was the coldest day. Yep. Okay. Mm. It was the same day Snow. that you were doing that. Snow. It was down yeah, in Canberra. Cold. <laughs> freezing <laughs> cold, freezing cold. I don't think there was, it's like, a blade of grass on this day. Yeah. And, uh, and out he went and, and did his That's bit. That's so and, uh, good. And then I saw yeah. um, Johnny Wilkinson reach out and he said, oh, you know, if you're having a dip, maybe I'll have a look around. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. So they, they had a good little bit of banter on, tip, on Twitter just sort of saying, it, you know, like, Giddy wants to run off a few more of his hospital passes and all he's tackling for him. But I don't think we'll see Johnny out there, but we'll, you never know. Stranger think, things are happening in 2020. The best True. and worst thing he did was probably announce that he's doing it. Because once he said he was doing it, I reckon yeah. if he woke up Saturday morning and said, I'm playing in this, he would have rolled over and hit snooze. Oh, but yeah. it wasn't. A, it was a tough day to play footy. But, you know, he's a Canberra local. The fact that he's going back, I think it's, it's a, awesome. It's a really it's so good. good. Let's move on. Super Rugby, Rocks and Diamonds. Guys, what you liked, what you didn't like from the weekend. Stephen Hoyles, you're up first. Uh, I'll start with my Rocks, guys. It's not that funny, Sean. Uh, rocks with the TMO again. I think, yeah, some really basic decisions. They got wrong. You just can't afford to get yeah. those wrong. And, and it's not about who you support, because early in the game, when it's nil all in the first try of the game, it can have a big effect. And that one, Lonnie was clearly... Ian Smith, the TMO. Yeah, you got it wrong. To be fair to Ian Smith, he yeah. doesn't get too many wrong. Oh, I know that. I'm not even... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know it was Ian Smith, so yeah. there you go. Like, Smithy. I, just think, I know that they're under time constraints to speed it up, but you just got to get those right, like we all saw it. And my... Diamonds comes from the same game. I just thought Pete Samu so impressive. Yeah, he was strong. Um, if you've been, if there's any criticism of Samu, he can kind of drift in and out of games. But he's got the ability to do things that I don't think any. You know, I'm a big fan of Harry Wilson. I think Nicerani's got some qualities, but Pete Samu, like he's just a, he's a type of player we don't have, and I think that's the type of player we need. Some got a back row that can do things 
um, that are, you know, just X factor. It's a pretty corny word to use, but he's quality. But I, I think he's putting, because he's been used so much more this season, I think, you know, like the, the Brumbies have got such a, uh, I guess, wealth of depth in, yeah. in that back row area. They've had Cusack, they've had McCaffrey, Valentini. Like they've had yeah, so yeah. many that they've, they've tried to shift and shuffle around a bit to find the best combination. And, and I think sometimes it's to the detriment of players being able to get a long run of momentum mm -hmm. and then play themselves in a consistent form week in, week out. And I, I feel like he's got that this year, and that's why I think we're, we're starting to see, you know, like you said, that they had, he had the ability to drift in and out of games, but I don't feel like we're seeing that as much this year. Do so. you remember last year, though, just leading into the finals, his best game? was best of three games was probably the last one or two before the semis and then he got injured in the Hampton, first home yeah. semi and didn't get to play the away semi against the Haguaras. Yeah. Hey so it's almost like he times his run perfectly but yeah he's put his hand up to say look that Wallaby's six or eight is his. That second try score was amazing. Yeah. That was yeah. millimetre. That was incredible yeah. how he got that And down. you know what they could have actually said that that was a toss of the coin so I'm yeah. glad that was awarded the try. Yeah. Yeah post-match though he said he didn't get it at all so it's interesting. <laughs> well he just felt like his, his feet were dragging. He said that he felt his feet were dragging, but it, they dragged, but they just weren't out. Yeah, so, that was good stuff. Um, what, what about you? Rock uh, for me, the rock would be just a line-out throwing the last few weeks. Like, I just think for too long we're starting to talk about having players the ability to be good around the park and good ball carriers and good over the ball and all that sort of stuff, but we're getting away from the core roles of, of that, particularly that key role yep. of hooker. Like, yeah. you've got to win your set piece. Scrummaging, I think everyone's pretty strong in that area. I think we've, certainly over the last few years, we've, we've come a long way in our set piece in the scrummaging. But the line-outs, it's not even the fact that they're, they're getting picked off by the opposition yeah, yeah. defence. Like, it's not even going straight, yeah. they're going mm -hmm. over. Yeah. Um, like, so those things, I just think we need to go back and, and it's across the board. Like, I think, you know, there's, yeah. there's not too many that are stand out, you know, real bankers that you can just go, you know what, he's going to hit this mark every single time. There's players coming on, first involvement, throwing it crooked, and then after that, you're just like, the wheels come off. And, and as players, like, you don't know if you want to go for penalties to touch because you can't back your own line out, no such of things. So I just think that was, for me, was a real big rock over the last few weeks, but certainly reared its head again uh, over the weekend. Diamonds was um, just the way that the two um, victories, the, the, the two winning teams, really put the other teams away, like, mm. put them to the sword and, and, and really went on with dominant wins. I think, again, we've probably been guilty in the past. And, and when I say we, like, I often couple yeah. myself in those types yeah. of comments because, you know, I was involved in a lot of those teams as well where you, you don't really go on with those big wins. You kind of, you, you get the job done early, but then you kind of just sort of, like, you keep them in the fight for, for too long. Whereas I think on the weekend, the Reds did really good, uh, a, really, a really good job of putting the force away and then also uh, the Brumbies of the Waratahs. But... That being said, I think it kind of, it also showed that there's just, there's genuinely not enough depth in Australian rugby. There are players playing in the Australian Super Rugby competition that might struggle, like should struggle for getting in first grade, like starting side. Like there are players that are giving, being given a contract to say, here, play professional rugby, that just aren't up to it, don't deserve it. And that's the, that's the argument. Like we're, we're trying to get five teams because it gives us more at the table for broadcasting rights and all that sort of stuff. But we're just not up to it. Like, we don't have the depth for it. One guy who is kind of at the other end of that, James O'Connor. Yeah. He was awesome. So he's my diamond from so the weekend. Yeah. Who rattled past, became, I think, the only player to score 100 points for three different uh, Australian Super Rugby franchises. He was fantastic. Yeah. So good. And McDermott taking pressure off him and uh, the guys outside him too. Uh, my rock is kind of probably on that same track. The force, I feel for them because yeah. they've been away from home, what, 10 weeks now? 
Yeah, How have been away same for? as the Rebels. They've been out it's of home tough for a long period of time. On, man. They, they lack of preparation. They cobbled together. The yeah, they got to sign some players leading yeah. in. But yeah, yeah. Again. I, I can empathise with the being away, but like at yeah. the end of the day, we're professional. Like they, they've got to, you know, every team at certain times throughout their career or their, their seasons have to overcome different things. And you would never have been, been away. away f- you would never have been away yeah, for 10 weeks. Yeah, well, Sean, like, yeah long tour. 10 weeks? Like, uh, maybe well, 10 weeks. Of course, not 10 weeks, yeah. but either way, 10 weeks doesn't mean to say that you've become a bad player mm. or that you but, fall but off men, and, but and that you're not even up to the standard. But like, mentally? Does it mate, not? Does it, no. Honestly, like, so, um, so, so when Tate McDermott scores that try the other night, mm. there's still 15 to play, you're away from home, you're not going to win the game. Do you not just drop as a group because you're you're doing it? You're like, what yeah, am I going back potentially, to? Potentially, but I also don't think they've got the cattle to even yeah to, no, to, to fight okay. against. I don't think they're the bu- I don't okay. think they're bunning off and like throwing the towel. No, I just, no. I'm with Drew here. I just don't think we've got the talent. Okay. And, yeah. and again, we'll, we might talk about it later a little with the whole New Zealand Australia conference. But it just highlights when you said the you know you made the point when you see the scores start to blow out and there's there wasn't too, I think the. The highest winning margin in the New Zealand competition might have been 20 points. Yeah, we're starting to see multiple games 20 plus, and mm. just shows you the, you know, like one week the Reds can be getting smoked by the Tars by 30 points, and then they're beating the Force by 50. So there's just the consistency is the key to a good side, and we're very consistent with all the, the teams. other things. After this amount of weeks being away and whatever, mm. you're going to start having injuries, and you need the depth even more so yeah. to lean on when the John O'Lancers and those types of players aren't available. They, just, they don't have that second tier. Like yeah. it's that's what like we mean by not having the depth. It's not just the starting fifteen mm. or the starting twenty three. It's the whole it's round ten. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, last twenty minutes. Yeah. I understand. Well, that's kind of like my rock is the Waratahs just not bringing it against the Brumbies. Mm. I mean, had a couple of good, really good wins. Looked quite good, and then to sort of fall apart like they did. Uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. Especially when they had everything to play for in terms exactly. of going forward in, that, in this competition. Yeah. yeah. So. And then diamonds. I got two guys from the Reds. Tate McDermott going very nicely. Yep. Yep. And Taniela Tupo. <laughs> my goodness. Gosh, he's fun to watch. And he. <laughs> Yeah, did really, really well. And they see the Reds team just clicking, just in general, I think is a really good sign. Yeah, the right time of the season too. And I think the, the beauty of the, the, the value the Reds have, that, that squad's been together similar to the Brumbies for a long period of time. This is a new Tar side. Uh, the Rebels have been together for a long period of time. But the, the Taniella and the Harry Wilsons and Tate McDermott, like, you know, if they do everything right, they're going to be together for the next six years. So they, they should. We've said it for a long time, but they should be in, coming into the, you know, the best years of their career. And Tate McDermott, is he in Wallaby's contention oh, now? Yeah, that's yeah. You know, Nick White has probably got the best control out of any nine yeah. with his kicking game, and we, we need to play more of a kicking game. Jake Gordon's probably the best support player in, out of all the halfbacks. But Tate McDermott is by far and away the most the most dangerous running threat out of all the yeah. Australian He's lines. sneaky. Yeah. He gets so through. He's got to be in the side somewhere, yeah. I love that you mentioned Taniel Tupo being so much fun to watch. After he came off the other <laughs> night doing a whole bunch of weird stuff to the camera and I was, with a, I was with a mate watching it who snapped back to last year when you teed up a cupcake for Taniella oh, in that yes. post-game yeah, yeah. on his birthday. Yeah. And they still remembered it. So I love that we've got this larger-than-life dude yeah. who can move like the wind, play phenomenal rugby, and he's just a fun dude. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, the other thing with the Queensland Reds. They, they look like they're having fun out yeah. there as well. Like, they're playing a style of footy that, that, that they all want to buy into and, and uh, you know, they're, they're really, um, I don't know, expressing themselves. Even big Taniella finding himself in space a number of times. One time didn't do so well, but and, and, and then the other time, right to left, you know, he executes yeah. it. So, um, you know, he's someone that provides highlights not only with his big hits, but he's just... He's uh, a ripper. He's, yeah, he's, he's fun to watch.
Well, the big stories from the week. We're going to talk about Razor Robinson, the Crusaders coach, of course, and his uh, sort of talk about wanting to get some international experience. He's had so much success at the Crusaders in recent years, of course, talking to Warren Gatland about maybe joining the Lions Tour to get some of that international experience. Fair from him? I mean, he's done everything at the yeah. Crusaders. Yeah, he's a professional coach. He wants to improve. He missed out on the, the New Zealand job. And I saw something recently from Will Greenwood, and I can understand his point of view. He said he'd prefer it to be a, you know, a, a coach from the British and Irish Lions, like someone from that part of the world. But he said at the same time, I've got no problem with Razor Robinson, like only because Gatlin's head coach. Yeah, and there's I a, mean... yeah, it's pathway. But Gatlin's entitled to pick whoever he wants. Yeah. He's got a good record with him. So. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Razor Robinson, I think he was unlucky to, to miss out on the, the All Black. And I, I think Foster won't be given the luxuries that Hanson had. I don't think Foster will get four years to get it right. I don't know how long his contract is, but if things don't work out really quickly for New Zealand, I think there'll be a, there'll be a push for Razor Robinson because of how successful he's been. Well, the, the one thing that they said to... Well, one of the things they said to Razor Robinson was that he didn't have any international experience. Yeah. So what can he do other than sitting at... You know, he's not going to get it by staying yeah. at the Crusaders. He needs to go out there and, 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 and put himself in a position where he's exposed. And there's no other sort of greater position to be in than being on... Uh, you know, an assistant or advisor on a, a British and Irish science. Tour. He'd be awesome in South Africa as well, obviously with his... No, I mean, he would be awesome in South Africa for a number of reasons. Yeah. First and foremost, obviously, though, with the results in terms of the knowledge he'd have around the yep. South African players he's going to come up against, with the prep work he would have done with the Satyrs against those teams, the midweeks, and obviously in the test as well, be a nice little pick-up, I reckon. And as an assistant coach, you'd, again, I don't know exactly how Gatlin coaches, but he looks as though he's the type of coach that allows his assistants... A lot of responsibility, yeah. so Razor Robinson would would be a key assistant with a lot of experience. So he'd probably be doing a lot of the on-field stuff. So a great pickup by the lines if they can get it. Be a great dice roller in those team bonding sessions. Oh. He'd just be rolling dice left and right. Loves his surfing. South Africa is a beautiful country, oh. like, and that's a yeah. Who wouldn't want to get on that tour? Yeah. He's not going oh. as a coach. He's probably going to go on a supporters tour. So get there and get involved. It's a yeah. Oh, gone but not forgotten the time where we remember some of our favourite rugby players for their efforts both on and off the field. Sean Maloney, we've gone with Matt Dunning this week. The great Why? man. Matt Tucky Dunning. Tuck. He was up. <laughs> Tuck. Tuck. He was he was up here in Newcastle at the weekend presenting the home side mm -hmm. with a jersey, giving a bit of a rev up. A great rugby man, so awesome to watch at full flight. Remember we went through that period, early two thousands, the intercept king. Intercept, yep. yeah. He yep. couldn't stop intercepting. Highly skillful player like that was what was probably forgotten about his career towards the end of it but like the guy could we saw it he could kick drop goals he could go, yeah. pass off both feet like yeah. he was a highly skilled player and then he was a, one of everyone's favorite team men to play with like he, he could write a book about 
everything non-related to rugby, like just the life and times of Matt Dunn in like good diver. Good diver, you think? Is it? No, he is. He's from a family of divers. Really? Well, yeah, he was, form. he was a good skier as a kid. He was a, he was a cult hero throughout a lot of his career because he was, you know, a bit of a yeah. lovable character, yeah. right? But since he's retired, he just went full shred mode. Yeah, you know? didn't he? Most, most of us, when we retire, well, not you, go the other most way. of us blow out and we go yeah. the other way. But yeah, Tucker, he just what, like what, lost everyone. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. He's eldest, one of his eldest boys, second eldest boy, Ben, he's playing first for Wavy, so Tucky's helped coaching yeah, them right. at school. And, um, it, it reminded me because when he was a kid, mm. it came up the other day, his family got free ski lessons and we were just sitting around. This is the sort of stuff you'd hear from him. Like someone would mention I went to the snow and he go, oh, you get family got free ski lessons down in Perish. Like, what'd you, or ski holidays. Why'd you get ski, free ski holidays? He said, oh, when I was doing ski school, I was about nine. I was like the real fat kid. I was hitting this jump and just smashed myself and everyone started laughing. He goes, so I just went and did it like five or six times. He goes, by the seventh time, like I had these people like clapping into this jump and he goes, next thing I know, I wake up two days later in Coomer Hospital. <laughs> So he's gone off his jump and just absolutely levelled himself. But the people at either Perish or at Threadbar have got really worried that there's going to be a lawsuit. So they've gone up to his, Mr Dunning and said, listen, mate, just to smoothen things, will you accept this, like free family ski holidays for the next 10 years? So Tucky, Tucky's dad said yes, no legal matters. And, and they just kept free on skiing. Always. Like it was three or four boys in the family. Like, like it has yeah. life-changing back alignment <laughs> issues now. But. but to fix it, I'm going to pack in 4,000 scrums over the next 20 years. <laughs> that was straight in his back out. The other one as well that I can't, I, was one of the great stories was the aftermath. You guys skimmed over the drop goal, the field goal against the Chiefs <laughs> when they needed to score the try. And there was a brouhaha afterwards when he came to blows with Desi Tuiabi. He was yeah. another favourite yeah. orator from the West Club as well. And I think they hit each other with thongs for a little bit in, th- in the cross. I think in his defence, Tucky was trying to do the right thing and go home and Des didn't want him to. Not often you saw Tucky trying to go trying home, to go but home, yeah. he was trying to do the right thing. There's also the famous... <laughs> I think there was a DUI incident when the officer asked him if he'd had more than two drinks and he laughed at him and said, I've spilt more than two drinks tonight, <laughs> officer. So it was a very, he doesn't, hasn't drank for three or four years, no, he lost 40 yeah, kilos. I and... think maybe that's the key to shredding. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, yeah. But he's a great, great rugby man. So yeah, great, yeah. gone, but not forgotten. Well, time to dive into the Aussie rugby show mailbag. It is full again this week. Sean Maloney. What have we got? I'm going to throw my hands deep in it and pull this little number out. This is Andrew Kellaway, the Melbourne Rebel, throwing one in for you, Stephen Hoyles, and I believe you might have a uh, chance to chime in too, Drewster. Hey, guys, just checking in from Terrigal. Avid uh, follower, first-time caller. Uh, my questions um, are for Drew and for Hoylesy. Um Guys, I know you've been around the traps for a while, um, so I'd love to know your most memorable games, the games you par- participated in. Um, I think we all sort of aspire to have them and, and to hear your guys would be great. Um, and my second question, Hoylesy, I've uh, been reading a fair bit about what you've been saying in the media, mate. I was just wondering, do you hate everyone at Melbourne? Or is it just you of us? <laughs> Cheers, guys. He's got a point. Maybe you should start with that one. I'll come back to this. Uh, no, start almost, with that one. No, start with that one. Start do with I hate everyone at Melbourne? Or yeah. 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 We said a few, so it's almost like he assumes he's already one of them. No, well, he's what? assuming that he's in that group. Ha- he's not. It's, yeah, sorry, he's assuming, but he's not in that group. Hate's a very strong word. Um, no, I don't, I don't hate Melbourne Rebels. I don't hate Melbourne as a place. I think it's got lovely attributes as a, as a place to visit. Do you hate them being in the same Yeah, I, I just don't think they've added value to the, sure. to the game. And I think we're in the position we are because of... 
yeah, the history. Is it hard sometimes when you, you know a guy like that and he's he, he's been with reading it, it and he's. I'm very it close with the assistant coach Sean Byrne. I I yeah. feel as though the game always comes first. You got to sure. say what you believe, Drew. And I think no, at the time of the, no, we're in a really that. pivotal moment. Yeah. If we don't get it right, yeah. we'll come back in ten years' time and go, "What should we have done ten years ago?" You should listen to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're thinking. Your words. What yeah. about the games? Game, Drew, you go. Give me some time. Uh, nice yeah, game. look, it's tough. I mean, it's it's hard to narrow down, but I mean, that sounds anyway. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I think two two different ones. I think um, Champions Cup final in at Twickenham against Clermont. Yep. Uh, I was sort of sitting there in that team, uh, knowing that Gitz had already been invited by Czech, and kind of like. You know, as he said anything about me, kind of yeah. like, you know, like wanting to be involved, but hadn't quite. And then I scored a try in that game, which Good try. I think kind of like sealed, great it, try. sealed it for me. And great I got a call after try. that from yeah. Tech. And, and uh, so that, it, it was great because we, we went on to win that Champions Cup, but also kind of then when I got to come back and represent Australia again, which I thought was lost. But the other one would be at the same ground, um, took him again, the World Cup final in 2015. Um, just the, the, like the feeling that we had going into it, the momentum we had going into it, and, and not thinking that we're going to win or or hoping we're going to win, like we genuinely went to bed believing we we're going to win and, and you know, and I know that some people are going to maybe, you know, scoff at that, some of the people that comment on, on our show and all the rest of it, but I mean if you don't go into a game believing that you're going to win then you've already lost it anyway, but I think because of like the environment that we had and the, the momentum and the, the belief we had in ourselves and each other, like we genuinely went to bed that night believing that we're going to be world champions the next, uh, the next night. Now we didn't we didn't get beaten by a team that was better on the day. They were just better than us, mm. full stop, mm. right? Like the, the All Blacks, and especially at that time, that they were was better than us. Yeah, not just on the day, but full stop. But so that kind of maybe makes it a little bit easier to accept. But um, you know, I mean, when you get that close and you know it, it for me, it, you know, for me, it was the last time to ever try and win a World Cup. Um, you know, it was, it was hard to hard to take. I'm still not going back and watched any of that game other than like what kind of comes up on your, your Insta feed or whatever. I, I don't sort of sit there and engage in it. It's not something I would need to revisit. So memorable for different reasons, but memorable all the same. Yeah, memorable, I'll go to the a poor memory, but yeah. you can't shake it, was the 07 quarterfinal and I was yeah. on the bench with you. So I remember it was a really hot day in Marseille. We lost mm -hmm. to England. They had a really poor pool. Wallabies had a great pool. I just look back at that with a huge amount of regret because I felt like we, we were really good in the pool stages, but we, we, under, we underperformed on the quarterfinal day. Only got seven minutes or so in the game, but that was one that, as a memory, it's, it's memorable, but it's not a good memory. Um, could easily say the Super Rugby um, Championship with the Tars, but I'll actually go back and say, like, what was more memorable to me was, or equally as memorable, was probably a club grand final, because as a kid, that's what I grew up... There wasn't Super Rugby as a kid, and it's what my father played, and so I just always wanted to play and win for Randwick and we went and won a title in 03 we lost in 03 and then we went through 04 undefeated undefeated, year, undefeated right. yeah and so like that was probably at the stage you know there's only nowhere near the crowd you played in but it, yeah that, that meant as much to me as what yeah, nice. a title did 10 years later for the Waratahs yeah Sean? Next, the next question? No, nah, it doesn't matter. I'm coming off World Cup final and, <laughs> you know, come oh, on. No one uh, asked me. But, yeah, Louise. Louise. I don't have <laughs> <laughs> I got a question yeah, here. Got a question. Uh, this is uh, from Ned Hannigan. It's, <laughs> it's probably going to be a bit out there, but let's see what he comes up with. How you going, guys? Ned Hannigan here. Uh, just down here at Queen's Park, running the pooch oh, about. Oh, that's country. But uh, my question to the, is to the whole panel. Um, it's going to be uh, <laughs> not really concerned with footy, but what's your favourite <laughs> underpants? <laughs> I need to know fabric, uh, colour, is there a story behind it? Do you only wear it on special occasions or is it a pair you wear all the time? Um, yeah, I want to know the details. Cheers, guys. I, uh, look, it's a great question. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great question. Like I, I, feel like, 
I feel like that question was just directed at one person in particular. So, Sean, what's your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's that Will Farrell, like um, old school sort of yeah, marriage counselling yeah, type yeah, scenario. Yeah, like, what's yeah. he thinking about? I'm in, the trust, in the trust tree. Yeah, Sean, go yeah, for yeah. it. What do you go? Uh, look, I'm a Bonds man. Bonds yeah, man. Two XL. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you like a tie? One side. Hundred percent. Two XL is plenty. And then uh, it's the it's the trunk fit. But it got me thinking about the. It got me thinking about when I was 19. I used to think I was such a baller. I used to cut around in satin boxes, leopard print. No. And they matched my leopard print sheets at home. (laughs) Who are you? I was 19. I was cut around. So I'd lay in bed and you'd just see legs and a torso because I was camouflaged (laughs) against my sheets. Did you see (laughs) Steve? <laughs> what are yours? <laughs> uh, uh, pretty, pretty basic. I've never really had any preferred. Uh, I, I reckon over the years, like once you sort of grow out of mum and dad buying you the multi pack that I mentioned last yeah. week, you sort yeah, of yeah, snapped off me quite often in the old wedgie gate. But uh, yeah, I've always kind of been a pretty sort of. I don't like them tight, and I don't like the the yeah. boxes. I'm kind of a bit of a hybrid man, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I'm a brief man. Tight like up here, tight up there, but loose yeah. in the middle. Yeah, I'm brief, just like the <laughs> cotton cups sure. held. Um, it's nice to be held. Calvin's, <laughs> if you want to sponsor the show. No, um, I don't know really where to go with this. Do you want to answer, Lou? I'm uh, taking a very big part on this question. Yeah. Let's Hard move pass. on to the next what, what one. Thank answer? you, Ned. You got the next question. Yeah, I've, got, I've got one. It's from Lockie McCaffrey, actually. <laughs> Hey guys, love tuning in to the Aussie Rugby Show every week. Uh, thanks to Sean Maloney for the for the fashion tips, mate. I'm on top of everything you're wearing every week, mate. <laughs> everything. And uh, question for Stephen Hoyles, mate. Who's your team, Waratahs or Brumbies, mate? I want to hear it from your mouth. There's rumours each way, mate. I want to hear it from you. Who's your favourite team, Brumbies or Waratahs? Cheers, bud. So there you go. After the weekend, Brumbies, Waratahs. You played for both? Yep. Who uh, is it? So last weekend I was probably leaning towards, because the Brumbies already qualified, I was probably leaning towards the Waratahs winning. So a bit of history, being a Ramwick player. Yeah. Ramwick, when the Super Rugby started, half the players were at the Tars, like the Kernsies and the Whittakers and Campeses, and then a lot of the other guys like um, Ewan McKenzie, Owen Finnegan, David Knox, they went down to the Brumbies. So our clubhouse would literally support half-half. So I was always a bit torn and I, my career was half-half. I've pretty much sort of gone down the path of following whoever's on top, so at the moment it would be the Brumbies. Um, I'm not ashamed to say it, Sean. That's, that's simply where it lies. But I, last weekend, I thought I wanted the Tars to win just to get themselves into the yeah. top three. Uh, and I'm at the stage now where, because you've, I'm five years out of retirement, I'm not really associated. There's hardly any players I've played with. You feel attached to the Tars when I recently retired. Um, but that's, you know, it was five years ago, so now I'm... So you support so, Lockie? Uh, you haven't answered yeah. this question. Look down there, look down so the barrel it, and tell so Lockie super, who is. So if it happens to be uh, a Super Final, Tars v Brumbies, who will you be cheering? If it's this year's Super Final, just, if it's it, Tars it, v Brumbies, yeah. I will go for the Brumbies, if it's this year's. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to be a part of the only winning Waratah side, so... It's all vintage. No, this year, this year, like, you yeah. can't, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for the Brumbies this year, because I think the last couple of years they've earned it. Yeah. And now good Lockie McCaffrey's hat and his kid just going, 
Yeah. 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 She knew he was lying. He doesn't like the show. Amazing that the boys get involved and sending us some, yeah. some through. Solid. So yeah. If any other players watch it, maybe not. You don't about have to like it either. You can send some uh, some rubbish questions or maybe tell not us about that we're rubbish the underwear sort of stuff. Yeah. That was. Yeah. We don't yeah. need no shorts. Ned's, Ned's a bit of a creep. In, in the two XL or <laughs> two two XL sewn <laughs> together or whatever he's in. I'm but. glad we got the leopard print story yeah. in there. That was great. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much uh, for your company again, Sean Maloney, Stephen Hoyles, Drew Mitchell. Thanks for your company. We're Wherever you're watching or listening as well. We are a podcast where you can see it all on Rugby Pass' social channels. I'm Louise Radson. We'll see you next time. That's it. Don't forget to subscribe to stay on top of the show with new episodes dropping each week. And remember, if moving pictures are more your thing, you can catch the show at rugbypass.com or via the Aussie Rugby Show on YouTube. Like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, your uncle. You know the drill. See you next week.